Dr. C. Victor Herbin III, and I'm ready to take it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I'm ready, like you are, brother. Let's take it to the house together. Woo! Man, there is so much sports going on right now. The NFL is hot and heavy. What is up is down. What is down should be up. The NBA starts tonight, and then we're right smack dab in the middle of Major League Baseball. Your Dodgers, my Dodgers. Bro, where do you want to start? I'll leave it up to you, and I'll follow your lead. Let's go. Bro, I tell you, I'm kind of I, – I, I think I'm literally walking on pins and needles, not because of sports world, because I think my marriage is in jeopardy now. I had no idea NBA started tonight. I'd already kind of committed to an event this evening with the wife, but when I found out the Lakers are playing right behind the Dodgers, right after the Nets and Bucks, I'm like, you know what? She may not see me again until next summer. So pray for me because uh, I'm looking for a reason why I did not make it to bed tonight because I am on sensory overload, bruh, and we haven't done this in two weeks. Look, we can start anywhere you want, but I'll tell you one thing. I think the Dodgers woke up today. Uh, did they remember that they're no longer playing the Giants and that Giants game was not the World Series? They have got to get ready because the Braves are not scared of them. You could have won 130 games this year. The Braves are saying, I don't care. I won my division. You're just a wild card winner. Are you surprised at how this series is going on? Yes, I am. One, I didn't expect the Braves to be this good. And so they're surprising me. They're 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 really got my respect. And they the, the Braves were beating us without their best player even hitting the ball. And that's your boy Freeman, the first baseman. So we should have won those two. We should be up 3-0, but it's not the case. There is a reason why you play the game. The Dodgers need to play, they need to pitch. And right now, Dave Roberts is making so many 
so many decisions that it's got to be because of analytics. I don't understand it, but it gave I trust. So let's start with what I think is going on. My analysis is missing a big bat in Muncie. He's also a hell of a first baseman, MVP candidate. He injured his arm in the last game of the season, and he's missing. Missing in the lineup for a bat because he's a he's potentially hit a home run every time he swings. But he's also a line drive hitter. He hits hard. He hits for average as well. So he's respectable. You hear what I'm saying? So you always got to account for him in the lineup, whether he's batting third or fourth. You got to account for him. He's a big bat. He's missing. And so what Dave is doing, he's plugging. He's plugging. He's plugging. I love the Dodgers for their utilization that they got multiple players that can play multiple positions. And at the same time, I hate it. Because, you know, I want somebody that I can count on. That's where they're going to be. And that's what they're going to do. And they're consistent. You mentioned in the green room, Mookie Betts. Solid. Can play. Count on him. Get, get on base. Be a base stealer. Move up. Hitting, hitting players in. Runners in. Playing hell of a defense. Put assists from the outfield. He's everything. That's what I want from everybody. But he's the most consistent. He is the MVP, in my opinion, for the Dodgers. And I, we talked about this before. He is the engine for them. He is their energizer money. So we're in, a, we're in a series now. We're in a series. It's two to one. We just won tonight. And I think, didn't think it was going to happen the way it was going. The last thing I want to say before I give it to you is you Dodger fans. Those of you that left early and the commentators were talking about you, looks like the fans are leaving. And they even pan to cars and taillights leaving Dodger Stadium. Shame on you. Shame on you. And you didn't get your money's worth. Vic, what you got, brother? I agree. Shame on you. If you're a fan, be the fan. Look, I wear Dodger blue on my sleeves. I wear Laker purple and gold on my sleeves. And I wear the doggone Ravens on my sleeve. Yes, only teams I will get actually emotional over. I love those sports. But those are teams I will get emotional over to the point I will stay till it's triple zero on the clock and pissed off at everybody. But I'm going to stay. Didn't the fans learn from when Miami Heat played the San Antonio Spurs and they left for one of the greatest comebacks in history only to be banging on the doggone front door of the stadium like there in the scene from Carrie the movie? Come on, man. If you're going to be a fan, you're going to pay that money for that ticket, you stay and finish. You finish what you start. I'd be doggone. You don't think I want to turn the channel for watching that mess the Dodgers was giving us today? As much as I wanted to. That's my team. Let's do I'm going to win with you and I'm going to lose with you. And I'm going to critique you as much as I'm going to praise you. So, yeah, shame on you. I know, L.A., we got things to do. But if you took the time out that busy day and, and navigated a 405 or the 5 freeway, the 10, the 101 to the 110, stick behind down in that seat and watch the game till it ends. Come on, man. So now you heard it on the radio. You're going to watch it on SportsCenter. Come on, man. That that you can't do that. Not 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 a playoff game. Come on, man. Not a playoff game. But back on the game itself or the series. I, I hear what you're saying, and you know, I'm not as well versed in understanding the analytics. I'm just watching the game. And to me, how can 
the, Do the Dodgers starting out great. They're not finishing. That's the difference. The Atlanta Braves saying this is a nine-inning game, and I will play you all nine innings. And that's what they showed when they were in Atlanta. That's what they showed. They took some of the Dodgers' best hits. I mean, I, I hate when I see Scherzer give his all. I see Bueller give his all, Urias. All these guys get their all for the four, five, or six innings, only for somehow our defense lets us down and we give up something where the ninth inning. And, and the Braves did what they're supposed to do. You play all game. Just like this game, game three. We're up early, but it's a long game. So the Dodgers need to understand one thing as well as Dave and the rest of his staff, the Braves are here to play. They will play hard yep. from the top of the first to the bottom of the ninth. If you didn't pack your lunch yep. and get ready to work, they will take your heart. And that's what they've done. And today they took almost the motivation and all the wind out of the stadium. And those select faithful few fans are able to watch a miraculous comeback. And so I, I, I'm excited. Now that we have the actual series, I guess they'll say, because it is a 2-3-2 two, two format, the Dodgers have got to defend home court or home field, return back to Atlanta 3-2, and then close it out. Now Atlanta should feel that the Dodgers have woken up. And uh, it, it is it, we are dealing with these injuries, but that's, this series is winnable. We showed that. We showed that, but we gave Atlanta a little bit too much confidence but they're no longer afraid of defending champs. I agree. I agree. Injuries have been a part of the Dodgers season. Mookie Betts hurt early. We had uh, Dustin May. What is uh, um, uh, he's out for the season? Bellinger was hurt early in the season. He never really came back. Now we, you know, we, we just have been hit by the injury bug. And guess what? Everybody else is too. But you still got to play the game. And, and here we are. We're in the National League Championship Series. Uh, and so successful season or not? What say you? I say it's still successful. But yet when you win the World Series last year, you want to get back. You got the, one of the highest payrolls in Major League Baseball. You get Scherzer. You get Turner from Washington. You got Mookie. You got Kershaw, who's injured. I failed to mention him earlier. And, and, and you bring Pujols over. Yeah, he's not Albert of old, but you've got all these masters. You've got the defense. You've got the pitchers. And yet, I'm going to say it's a failure to lose in the National League Championship Series. It's World Series or bust. That's how we roll in L.A. Your opinion, sir? It's a failed season. The only way I would have said it's not a failed season is if we lost against the Giants. Why? Because we're talking about best versus the best. We had the now we had the best record in, in Major League Baseball. When we played the game against the Giants, that is the number one team in the league versus the number two league. That was the de facto World Series. And perhaps the Dodgers still thought that was the World Series. So if we were going to lose, I could digest that a little bit easier. A five-game series against the best team in the league, and we've gone neck and neck. But from here on out, I expect us now to get to the World Series and defend our championship and avenge the losses to who? The Red Sox or to the Astros, who were what? Cheaters. They're cheaters. So 
It is a failed season if we don't get there. But I'm also reminded, when we thought we were the best team in the league, the Washington Nationals had something for us. So we cannot overlook the Atlanta Braves and expect them to just uh, Olay and allow us to get to the World Series. That's where this is very important, what they would say in football, a trap game. So bring your game, Dodgers, close this out, and go wait for this miraculous team from the uh, American League and smack that tail. Yes. And get back the championships that they stole from us. That's right. I said stole it. Brother, want to transition to the NFL. Your Ravens. Wow. I didn't see this happening. Matter of fact, we talked about it before with the injuries that they were suffering with their backfield and start, starting running backs. And so we were, you stuck to them. And I was one saying, no, nah, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. They're not going to lead their division, let alone make the playoffs. Look at them. Eh? Look at them. What I want to say about your Ravens is that let the Chargers come on in. The golden boy, your boy, Justin he comes in, they shut him down. They shut him down. The defense for the Ravens, which has been uh, non-existent all year pretty much, showed up Sunday. And so we didn't talk last week and had to pick them game, but I would have picked the Ravens. I would have thought that the, the Chargers would have given them a little bit better run. All right. So look at your boy, Lamar. Look at your boy. He cannot and should not be criticized, vilified as a quarterback anymore. I saw how many wins under the age. He's just productive. He's just that good. What they will never say, what he will never get be complimented on is how he throws the ball. It's not a pretty ball. His onslaught is not great. But we want to talk about efficiency, effectiveness. He's throwing a good ball. He's very accurate. And in the in, in the end, you got to account for him. You got a game plan against him. You got a scheme against him. Oh, guess what? It's a contract year for him. So the boy's got the ball out. Yes, that is the number one reason why I got him on my fantasy team because he's in a contract year. He's betting on himself. He's his own agent and he's balling. So Harbaugh, OC, Lamar. Just go out and play the game for the love of the game. Please, just do your thing. You will not be criticized or criticized or vilified. Just play the game. Have fun. And it looks to me, from the outside looking in, and, and I'm not even a fan of the Ravens. I'm just a fan of sports in general. But I'm looking at him and what all the critics have been saying, they need to shut up. I want to know where those critics are now of him. Where are they? You won't have one here. I'm with you all the way, Lamar. Keep keep doing what you're doing and keep enjoying the game. Vic. Music to my ears, Unc. We are, as the Ravens, the best team in the AFC. We have the best record in the AFC. We are one idiotic, crazy, stupid play. <laughs> Monday night football against the Raiders, who no longer had their head coach, shootout away from being 6-0. Just that for a minute. The 
peeved that I went to the game when our star running back, J.K. Dobbins, went out for the ACL injury. And then we lost another back. But guess what? This team was never built around the backs per se. Yes, we had the best rushing attack since the new uh, since the Pittsburgh Steelers in the 70s. We tied that record. However, we're not dependent on the running back. Our team is dependent upon Lamar Jackson. He is the engine yes. that makes this machine run. Not only run literally, pun intended, with his legs, but also with his arm. This is what we wanted to see, and this is what I wanted those who are outsiders to Baltimore Nation to see. If you look at my man's credits from college, he was a passer. He set records that year. He won the Heisman Trophy that had never been done before as a passer. So I hated hearing oh, he can't throw the ball. Is that black quarterback criticism? Is it we expect more from mm. him because he's a black quarterback as opposed to allowing him to play the game that he loves? I love also. If we watch the progression over the last half years, the offense has evolved and allowed him to pass. It was very run-centric, and then we became very predictable. Very predictable. Okay, stack it. Stack it. Our, our run game was that fierce where even if you stacked eight men in the box, we were still producing 100-plus yards. But now my man's got that arm that they have to respect. We got Marquise Brown. Hollywood has finally woke up and looks like the, who he was when he got drafted out of school. We got Bateman that came off his injury, who our number one draft pick, a wide receiver. But then we got Andrews. So, oh, watch out. And my boy, if you haven't watched, Lamar has the patience of the traditional quarterback to sit there in that pocket to the point where you say, run. What are you doing? Run. Because we're used to watching him run. But his running is not his first instinct. He wants to pass. So now we have a yes. line that's protecting yes. this dude where he can have three to five seconds to watch the field mature and he goes through his progressions. And then if he feels that he doesn't have a receiver to throw to, then he'll run and pick up them 10 yards. Yes. Now that's where defenses have to yes. say, how do we prepare against this? And that's, that's where we're at now. If we maintain health, and yes, we can go ahead and run the tapes. We're going to run the taste at the end of the year of who's said what in the pickums. I'm going to tell you, I have to stick true to what I said. However, as a Ravens fan, if we maintain our health, mainly Lamar stays healthy, we can make it to the AFC Championship game. We can make it to the Super Bowl. Because you tell me a team that's stronger right now with less. Because we are a team, not dependent mm -hmm. upon a lot of other things. And when our when our quarterback now knows how, has mastered how the speed of the game and then how to actually pass as well as when to use his legs, come on, man. How do you prepare against that? Yes. Ask the Chargers. How do uh, you plan against that when they decimated <laughs> the Cleveland Browns a week earlier? And they couldn't even get up. And the other thing yeah. I didn't talk about, our defense. Yeah. Yes, it's taking six weeks for our defense to wake up. That's a defense you don't want to mess around with. Let's continue building that consistency yes. on the defensive side. And, oh, we a bad thing now. We a bad dude walking down the alley. Yes. You don't want none of that.
Yeah, they got to be a leader in the clubhouse to represent the AFC for the uh, championship or the Super Bowl. So uh, last night we saw Monday Night Football. We saw what the Tennessee Titans were able to do against the Buffalo Bills. And so, yeah, I think your Ravens, they should be very happy with where they're at. And I don't know anybody that picked them to be the AFC representative short of the community, you know, the Raven community. But they're looking good. They're looking really good. And you're right to mature right now as a defensive unit to mature right now, to start getting your traction, to start melding as a, as a unit right on time. Uh, it, it, it can't be too late. I, I, I love the other, the other game that I wanted to bring to your attention. I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but it's a division game too, or, or division team, which are Cleveland Browns. Did you get a chance to see that game? It was Kyler Murray against uh, your boy Baker Mayfield, Sooner against Sooner, Heisman against Heisman. And I really expected a better game. But the Cardinals came up in there. They went up in there, and I would have chosen the Cardinals, and they're on the road. They're in the dog down. And Kyler came in there and just did what Kyler does. But what I want to bring, and the thing that I noted was Baker Mayfield tried to do too much, which is something that he's going to do. He was competing against Kyler instead of using his weapons, his tools to hit the, the, the betterment or the, to better his team. He was trying to be the hero. And I thought he was doing too much, just out there really doing too much. And in the end, he did, I believe he dislocated his shoulder again, non-throwing shoulder. So uh, they get busted up. They get busted up at home. And the Cardinals undefeated who saw that coming so I, I i made note of that game because i thought baker mayfield and i made comments earlier in the in the season i thought the cleveland browns were going to rule the afc north well they got problems cleveland got problems and you're making me look bad okay cleveland so i'm gonna get on here on this platform and i'm gonna talk about you everybody has injuries everybody's banged up everybody's hurt all you want as a coach, all we want as fans is for you to play to your maximum potential and you're failing me right now. But the Raven fan, they saw it coming the whole time. They don't they don't like you. They have no no I think it was they birthed wasn't it the Browns that birthed the Ravens, something like that. You guys may not like each other as there's something in history that, that goes to the vitriol between the Brown and the Raven fan. So I get it. I understand. So Baker Mayfield, you need to stay within yourself to be the leader for your team. Your thoughts, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's one of those. I told you so. The Browns are going to Brown. Now, I'm not saying the season's over. I'm not saying that. But as an AFC I'm going to say the Browns are going to Brown. There's just something in the water that occurs where somewhere along the line, they're going to Brown. Now, with that said, I am very, I don't, I do not wish injuries on anyone. But last week, that mass unit that they got, both running backs and the quarterback, and we you know you're going in a little gingerly. We knew that Baker had issues the last couple of weeks. Why would you go to a point where you're competing right. against the other quarterback? Your defense competes against their quarterback. You play your game, stay within the game plan. Yes. 
And now yes. they place themselves in a position where they're only a game out of last place. Can you imagine? I talk about the Browns being the Browns. Also talk about how the AC North belongs to two teams. Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers. How the heck are the Browns looking up to the Bengals? How the heck are the Steelers looking up to the Bengals? If we're going to talk about AFC North. So as up is down, somewhere below whatever my Ravens are doing. But to, 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 to see what the Cardinals did and the consistency, I know we, we clown uh, their coach, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, earlier uh, this year in the green room and stuff that never made to the air, only because we're like, all right, they look great, but that division, we believed, belonged to the Los Angeles Rams or the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. you know, like the Cardinals, because the Cardinals in our past, what we know, the Cardinals are going to Cardinal, but they're not the same Cardinals. Yeah. To me, the Cardinals remind me of the Buffalo Bills of last year, where you for years you say, okay, that's just that team. That's just the fourth team in that division. But right now, that coach and that quarterback, and he has weapons. You talk about Hopkins, yeah. old school A.J. Green over there. I mean, and their defense is nasty. So it was great to see what they were able to put on Cleveland. And Cleveland coming off that, that loss to uh, the, the Chargers. So both teams showed something in that game. Who are the Cleveland Browns? And now how do they recover off these injuries? Who is the Arizona Cardinals? And they've been tested. So it would be great to watch next week and the next couple weeks as Arizona has more division games. But they've taken care of their division thus far. So what happens when they play against uh, uh, higher caliber teams? Real quick. Real quick, before we go to the NBA, time is running, getting away from us. Pick them games, pick them games. Cincinnati at Baltimore, pick it. I already know what you're going to choose. Pick it. Baltimore. All right, all right. I'm going with you. We're going Baltimore. Cincinnati's going to get a tail whip. Kansas City at Tennessee. Yo, that would be <laughs> maybe the game of the week, despite the records. But man, we talk about business decisions. I know we got to do quick, quick them. I call Tennessee on this one. What <laughs> he did last week or last night, the boys ain't ready for that. Did you see that stiff arm last night? That boy, oh, get off me. Get off me. He's still flying. The kid's still flying. He hasn't landed yet. <laughs> I'm picking, I'm picking Kansas City. On the road uh, against Tennessee. Next game, Denver at Cleveland. We just talked about Cleveland's back up. Denver at Cleveland. And Denver's been kind of surprising in the AFC West. What say you? I go Cleveland. I think Cleveland can recover. Okay. Uh, but I, I'd be interested in seeing what uh, Baker Mayfield's health condition is. Okay. I, I, I'm with you. I think they're, uh, that defense is that good. Cleveland should be able to hold down, and it's at home. Uh, Denver, who they're playing better than expected, but I think it's Cleveland all day on the road. Uh, excuse me, at home. Excuse me, at home. The NBA. I don't know if you want to talk about these games or you want to talk about two buttholes, in my opinion, Kyrie and Ben Simmons. And I'll follow your lead, but 
this beautiful game is about to start off and it's starting off this evening with the NBA. I love the NBA. Of all the sports, I follow this one more closely. But I hate anybody, anyone taking away the spotlight, the shine from where it should be. And that would be Kyrie and that would be Ben. Ben Simmons gets suspended by his own team for one game effective today. For those who don't know, Kyrie, and you can almost link, link Kyrie and Cam Newton. Cam Newton and Kyrie. It's over the vaccination. It's over the vaccination. And we have vilified Cam talking about you're the leader in your locker room. Okay. If you're the leader in your locker room and you fail to lead, then what use are you? How good are you? What do you, use do you have to me? So what the Nets decided to do, they have restricted Kyrie from all activities with the Nets, even though he could practice because of the city mandate. Said uh, in, 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 in their office, it's a private facility. He can go practice with them, but he can't play because he's not vaccinated in the in the, in the arena, in the Nets arena. So the Nets decided, okay, uh, Kyrie, you just are going to be banned right now. You're not vaccinated. You're not going to go. Vic, I know you have a lot to say about this, and I certainly want to hear about your leadership aspect from both or from either one. Um, but my opinion is, Kyrie, I, I'm, I'm tired of it. Let's get it straight. I believe you're a superior athlete. What you do on the court, what you do with the ball handling, how you effectively put the ball in the basket from all points on the floor, you're probably second to none right now. What may be KD. As an offensive weapon, you're that guy. You're a superstar on the court. I'd rather we be talking about your exploits on the court than everything that you're doing off the court. I don't care about your point of view on the world is flat or if you're vaccinated or not vaccinated and or you think you're speaking for the, those who are silent or those who cannot speak. I, I, I just want you to play the ball. I just want you to play the ball. And if you're not playing ball, remove yourself from the scene. Vic, I certainly want to hear what you have to say, sir, about either of those two and over the NBA coming up as it goes out, sir. You said it. Kyrie was was or is a superstar on the court, but a dud off the court. I am very interested from a leadership perspective. What happens to this locker room dynamics? I called it last year. If anyone wants to look at season one of Taking to the House, I was curious how the dynamics would work when they picked up James Harden. Kyrie's going to Kyrie. When is he going to Kyrie? And this is the sword he decided to fall on. Vaccination. Mm. Hey, we talked about it the last year and a half. Getting vaccinated or not, that is a personal choice. That's a personal choice. Stand behind it. However, states and organizations have a personal choice as well. I want you to work. I want to make sure I have a healthy work environment. I want to produce a safe working environment for my employees underneath this roof. And because of that, I can mandate that you will have vaccination. You will have, uh, and, and I will to make sure everyone inside my building, if you choose that you do not want to get, that is your choice. But understand, you're not coming to work. So I applaud the Nets for not giving a superstar treatment 
and saying, I no, I'm not gonna have you practice and then and then play half the games away, but you can't play the home games. And then what dynamics would that show to the rest of the team who were trying to who were selected as the number one choice to make it to the to the uh, championship game? I'm sure the bookies and everyone else uh, uh, in Vegas are pretty hot about right now because they don't know what to do regards to the odds for for the Nets. I'm okay because the Lakers are going to take this championship this year anyway. But watching how Steve Nash in his second year, he wasn't challenged too much in his first year as a rookie head coach. Now you got this dynamic. How do you now plan for this KD and James Harden to play for how long before Kyrie stops being Kyrie? He did it while he was in Cleveland, and he did it while he was in Boston. Now you have the the biggest three that you would think could make this championship run and bring a championship back to New York since the 70s, and he Kyrie'd with not really a strong message. If you're going to have a message for the people, for the voiceless, have a message, be consistent so people can rally behind it. I don't know what your message is. If you heard what his message is, he doesn't even understand what his message is. So I'm very, I applaud again. I side on the side of leadership. I side for the management of the Nets to say no one's bigger than the team. And Kyrie, you're more than happy to do what you need to do. But you're not going to do it underneath this roof. We're planning for championship and we're going to go forward. And so it will be interesting as the, as the season evolves how this story yeah. uh, takes place there in New York. Then Ben Simmons, yeah. why is he still on the why is he still on the team? I, I I'm surprised after right. the way he finished last season that they even allowed this to go on this long. Are you really trying to trade him? Because now if there's so many things to this thing, because even you're going to trade from a strategic standpoint, Ben, you're no James Harden. You don't have enough equity in your basketball bank account to say, this is the kind of star I am. They saw you crumble in the playoffs, and now they see you acting like a spoiled brat before the season starts. On what context? And you think that's going to help you trade uh, a commodity stock rise? Who wants to take the chance on that? Right. So if I'm the the Sixers, I applaud them. I applaud to suspend him and suspend as long as you need to, but it also uh, drops his draft value. So when does it come to a point where possibly you just – just drop them from the team and say, I'll just take the, the pay cut just to make the statement. The other thing, I bet they really look, I bet they second guess their decision to trade Jimmy Buckets to Miami <laughs> and keep in Ben Simmons mm. when they could have kept Jimmy Buckets and mm. Joel Embiid. Come on, man. So mm. uh, kudos mm. to management for making the right decision and suspending him. But eventually someone has to, uh, someone has to blink. And, and make something happen and make them an example to keep it moving. Because now I heard Embiid yeah. made a statement against Simmons. So now you got these locker room dynamics and it's going to impact them as a team because he's already said, I don't want to be a part of this. Got it. Let's, let's respect that. But how management evolved to that. So leadership perspective, I'd be really interested in watching how that moves forward, how Doc Rivers tries to really galvanize the team uh, and, and, and keep them away from that distraction. Okay. All right. I love it. Great take. Thank you. So the NBA season started off. What we want to do for your, our taking it to the house fans is next week, 
we're going to go with the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference playoff team. So the top eight for each conference next week. You heard our pickums for the NFL. We want to know what you are picking. How's your team doing? What does your team need to do? Are you mad at your coach or your team, your owner? Are you mad at yourself? Are you just mad? <laughs> Maybe you woke up mad. I don't know. But we want to know. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter. Just give us a reaction. Is there something that we need to change or do or for you? I want you to look at our production team, what Steve is doing and for your viewership. If you like it, let us know. If there's something that you'd like to add, let us know. I want you guys to enjoy this NBA season. Good luck to your team in this NBA season. Good luck to your baseball team if they're still in. And to the NFL fans out there. Cowboy fans, you got a lot to be happy for because they're playing above their heads maybe or higher than expectations. Let's, let's, let us know. Let us know what you think. But kudos to the commissioners and all the players who are vaccinated and are producing what we call is our entertainment. We want to thank you. And thank you for listening in for another week of Taking It to the House. Take it to the house, fans, and those sports fans. I got uh, one question for you. Are you not entertained? How can you be at this time of the year and not be excited about what's going on on your TV? I told y'all when we opened up, I hope I still have a wife before the end of this week because I got baseball, I got basketball, I got Football. I had boxing. I got UFC. I mean, I'm just like, yo. As long as I make it to my daughter's soccer games, and as I sit here think, hmm, the Ravens got another home game against the Bengals. Maybe I can watch her soccer game, and then I go up to that game. Look, are you not entertained? This is this is this is what we this is what we live for, dog. So don't get it twisted. In my height, I am straight up hype because. I, I'm, I'm after the show's over, I'm about to watch basketball. And I'm on the East Coast. And my Lakers are that late game, which means I'm probably not going to bed at 2 in the morning. I'm going to wake up in time to hit my workout <laughs> and everything else I got to do. Because why? Because I love this. This is what I do. So I tell you all, it's been great. This time last year, we were trying to figure out how we can operate in a COVID environment. How can we get our sports back? Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We got it back. Have fun with it. Live life with a purpose. We have a limited yes. time to make an unlimited impact. This is a time to make it count. Yes. Again, thank you all for your viewership. Thank you all for our support. Uh, it, the fans, y'all are great. Getting those, uh, getting the tweets, getting the Facebook messages. I appreciate that. We appreciate that. And we continue to do what we can and take this to the next level. So I appreciate you all. See you all next week. Again, hit us up on all our formats. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. We're ready to hear from you, ready to embed what you got to say to us, and we'll talk about it next week. On that note, take it to the house. I'm out. Take care. Be safe. See y'all next week.